City of Hope, named by U.S. News & World Report as one of the top cancer hospitals in the country for the 11th year, brings you City of Hope Radio. Here's Melanie Cole. Metabolic bone diseases are disorders of bone strength and can sometimes be caused by abnormalities of minerals or by other factors. My guest today is Dr. Ozar Kozravi. She's an endocrinologist at City of Hope. Dr. Kozravi, welcome to the show, and tell us about your new clinic at the Center for Metabolic Bone Diseases at City of Hope. Thank you very much. Um, We are launching a uh, new clinic with a focus on uh, metabolic bone diseases, and in the context of a cancer hospital, mostly dealing with uh, bone loss that happens after um, cancer, whether the cancer itself or treatments um, or even uh, survivors for a long time after the diagnosis of the cancer and completion of therapy. Um, We um, have a department that has trainees. We have endocrinology fellows. Um, at City of Hope and also other institutes that come here. So apart from the cancer patients, we also have another uh, focus for general metabolic bone diseases um, that are usually um, rare genetic conditions, um, but of interest to endocrinologists um, apart from cancer patients. But mm, the vast majority of the focus is uh, bone loss in cancer patients. So, so why is that happen, Dr. Kozravi? Bone loss in cancer patients is this a common occurrence as a result of treatment? Um, it's very common, um, especially um, at the onset of diagnosis um, or as a result of therapy. There are some cancers that, by themselves, uh, can cause bone loss uh, even before any treatment is started. They breast, prostate, um, gastric, thyroid, liver, uh, brain, lymphoma, <laughs> leukemia. There are some of them, like leukemia, can actually present with um, uh, spine fractures that could be uh, uh, in very, very young patients um, and, and could be a presenting symptom. Apart from that, as you mentioned, the treatments also uh, can cause a lot of damage to the bones which could be um, lasting for a long time. Chemotherapies, um, especially, let's say, in premenopausal women, are the biggest insult. Um, radiation therapy, sometimes we think that if radiation is focused to one area, it wouldn't harm the bone in general, which is uh, an incorrect uh, concept. Um, if the treatment affects sex hormones uh, in women, estrogen, and in men, uh, testosterone, that could be an added insult to the bone. And so um, steroids are another uh, big um, uh, treatment um, um, strategy that is used for a lot of cancers, but it also has a lot of deleterious effects on the bone directly and indirectly. Um, Physical activity changes during treatment uh, for cancer, so that's also another reason. Immobility, long hospitalization, so the, um, changing in, uh, changes in diet, these are all things that can affect uh, bone in short term and, and long term. So we hear about osteoporosis as we age, Dr. Kozravi, and, and in the media, things about Boniva and keeping your bones strong. 
Do you deal with osteoporosis in these associated patients that are dealing with cancer treatment the same way you would deal with osteoporosis in just an average aging individual without cancer? Well, that's a great question because um, there are a lot of things that are different. Sometimes we are dealing with very young patients, so um, the focus in these patients, and basically in a lot in all patients, first and foremost is uh, lifestyle optimization, making sure their diet is calcium rich, um, and try to get them get their calcium from diet uh, rather than supplements and also exercises that are bone-focused. Um, so in our clinic, before the patients even see the physician, they go through nutrition and uh, physical fitness evaluation and then see us and, and we talk about medications. So some of these, that's probably one of the best um, opportunities to uh, um, modify patients' uh, diet um, in the right direction. Um, but also the medications are play a very major role. And one of the ways it's different from general population is that we actually have lower threshold to start patients on treatment because it has been shown in uh, population studies that um, women who um, were on osteoporosis treatments, uh, mostly bisphosphonates, um, you know, Fosamax, Boniva, um, um, Actonel, Zameda, all those medications um, had a third less risk of um, breast cancer um, in the future. So there seems to be some anti-cancer effect um, from these medications. So in the right patient that needs a medical treatment, uh, we usually have lower thresholds to start them um, on these treatments. The other thing that is different is that some of these changes in bone are temporary. So if you have a younger patient or children, um, they lose a lot of bone um, during treatment, um, but they could um, uh, restore some of that bone structure um, later if given the right guidance. So um, it's a very dynamic issue depending on what phase of the treatment uh, you see the patient, and as a result, the strategies are going to be different. But what is what is constant is um, lifestyle optimization, as I said. And before we get to lifestyle optimization, do you then routinely check bone density to see if osteopenia has started or if there is developing osteoporosis, even if it's dynamic and possibly temporary? Yes, yes. Um, it is um, x-ray... Base, but I have to say um, DEXA scans uh, use very, very low radiation, um, pretty much equivalent to going to the beach um, for one day. So there's not much of a risk uh, to the patient to be um, having DEXA scans uh, once a year or every other year. And that is usually our tool. Um, to gauge uh, the bone loss and also follow up to see uh, whatever treatment that we suggested, if it has been um, effective and that we are going in the right direction. And that's absolutely the, one of the first and foremost tools that we have. So then how do you 
work with people on diet and exercise while they're going through treatments for something else to keep track of this and hopefully keep it at bay just a little bit? Um, it's usually not very difficult. Um, the uh, calcium-rich diet um, is not hard to uh, to reach um, unless somebody's uh, diet is particularly unhealthy. So um, dairy have a lot of calcium if patients are inclined to uh, uh, have dairy or can tolerate them, but there are a lot of um, vegetables, especially dark leafy greens that um, have plenty of um, calcium, uh, vegetables like kale, chard, collard green, turnip green, um, have a lot of calcium. Um, there are some fatty fish like tuna and even tilapia that has um, a lot of calcium. So um, it is not difficult to get calcium if they um, eat the right amount of um, vegetables particularly. Some fruits, um, say citrus, um, also has a lot of calcium. There are some fortified sources of calcium in the food, uh, but I think if we stick to the... Um, to the natural uh, food that we have without fortification, we should be able to get enough calcium. And vitamin D is the other um, component of uh, uh, bone uh, structure. So um, sun exposure is um, a great source of um, vitamin D formation. Um, But a lot of people end up getting um, some supplementation, and depending on the on the season and where they live, their age, um, even skin color, it could um, determine their vitamin D levels. So um, a good uh, percentage of people end up needing some vitamin D supplementation. So in just the last few minutes, wrap it up for us, Dr. Kosravi, and tell us about this new center clinic for metabolic bone disease that you're starting there at City of Hope and why they should come for their care. And tell us a little bit about your team. Um, So we have uh, recognized for a long time that every cancer center needs a a bone center because um, a a great number of patients, apart from those who get uh, bone metastases from the cancer, um, have a lot of uh, bone loss, uh, especially immediately um, after after treatment um, or even during treatment. The consequences of bone loss and osteoporosis could be severe. Um, uh, it could result in chronic pain, um, loss of lung volume if it is significant, um, spine fractures, um, unfortunately even death if it is an elderly and gets um, hip fracture. So um, I think a lot of times we lose sight of the grave consequences of um, osteoporosis that remains untreated. So we want to raise awareness um, and also promote a um, healthy lifestyle, uh, first and foremost, which is important for any condition, including the bone. And so we think that it is uh, an opportunity to make people aware that not necessarily as we age, we shrink. Uh, so if we maintain a healthy lifestyle, we should be able to go through old age without losing our height and uh, bone density. 
Thank you so much, Dr. Kozravi. It's absolutely fascinating, and I applaud all the great work that you are doing at City of Hope. And you're listening to City of Hope Radio. For more information, you can go to cityofhope.org. That's cityofhope.org. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.